In today's Prep Rally podcast, we have some big news to talk about, including back-to-back perfect games by a P. Ridge pitcher. We also have state championship games we're going to recap and maybe, maybe a major league reference. Stay with us. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. This is the Prep Rally Podcast, and I think we got about four hours worth of show today. We're going to cram down into 30 minutes. So, Henry, go. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, and Leland Barclay. And we really do have a lot of ground to cover. Leland, we're going to start with basketball. I know you went down to Hot Springs. Uh, covered a couple of state championship games. So let's get that out of the way before we get into all kinds of spring sports. Leland, County Line Boys, 45 and Ricky, oh. Wow. 45 and oh. In one year. In one year. Yeah, it was an amazing feat. Um, no, you know, they were the 17th boys team to ever go undefeated in a season and the first one to ever play 45 games. Wow. And win them all. What so a, it was a, it was truly a h- historic feat. Absolutely, and it was a tight game. And Leland, you knew it was going to be a tight game. Mark Tree was a good team. They started out hot. We're hitting some big three pointers, but County Line, just like their coach Joe Brunson, Ricky, they don't get too high. They don't get too low. They just stayed on an even keel. They just kept doing what County Line does. Now it wasn't. The typical county line game where they score in the 60s or 70s, it was a more of a lower scoring game. But in the end, county line did what county line does, and they they hung in there and they got a big win. You know, it was a just a a pleasure, a blessing to be able to cover them this year. You know, it was funny watching them throughout the year. Um, you're right. You, you talk about a team, or we talk about teams in sports that take on the persona of their head coach. And that was one of them because very rarely charges, three-pointers, slam dunks, uh, 15-0 runs, very little um, emotion out of the team, which really benefited them a great deal in the championship game because uh, Mark Tree took a first-quarter lead. It was 10-8 to eight after the first quarter. And like right. you said, very, very – uh, unlike most county line games, you know, they scored, they averaged 70.2 points per game this right. season. 30 times they scored 70 or more points. Uh, and then Mark Tree, it's a 10 to 8 game. Mark Tree's up 21 to 15 at the half. And they go on a, um, they hit consecutive three pointers in the third quarter. Mark Tree did, and they're they're up twenty nine to eighteen. And I turned the game off at that point. I, I stopped. Oh. And I said, "Oh my goodness, Mark Tree's going to roll all over County Line." And I was couldn't be wronger, Ricky. Yeah, I was yeah. wrong. That's why you stick with it, especially <laughs> championship game. Well, County Line answered that with a nine zero run, and from there it was a ball game, and then it was back and forth. And then, even though Kelby Rudd, the county line uh, strategy at that point, pretty much now, now, you know, Joe Brunson said it really was just how the game was kind of dictated. It wasn't really by design, but they went inside a lot. And of course, they've got, you know, six, seven, Caden Vest in there, yeah. Cooper Watson, who's six, four, uh, Andre Milam, who plays bigger than, than hit the six, two that he is. That's where they started going. And but Kelby Rudd hit 
County Line's only three-pointer of the second half that that put County Line up 40 to 37 with about four minutes left to go in the game. Then County Line had four straight possessions where they go two turnovers, two misses, but still their defense, they're only down 42 to 40. Mark Tree missed the front end of a one and one with 30 with 135 left that kind of proved to be their undoing. After that, Milam scored consecutive baskets to go up 44-42. Mark Tree scored with 15 seconds left. County line didn't call timeout. They get the ball in, in, in bounds. Trent Johnson Johnston brings it down, feeds it to Cooper Watson, who had a clear path for a lay-in with officially six seconds left. It was really a little bit less than that, and that was the game winner, 46 44 to complete a uh, you know historic 45 and 0 season. Terrific, terrific. Hey, also, hey yep. Leland, on, on that last play, I read in your story and I watched the game myself. I thought the uh, the point guard for uh, uh, County Line was going to take it, but Cooper Watson he had enough agility and he just uh, took it and just kind of went to the rim and just kind of uh, laid it underhanded right there. So a lot of people would have stumbled and, and fell and everything, but he just went right to it and scored. Yep. yep. Well, and, and Cooper Watson even said himself that he kind of expected Trent Johnston to take that himself because yeah. even though Trent Johnston is a point guard, he has gotten probably half of his points this year. He is not afraid to drive and go in there with the big guys and, and score. And that's where he's done a, a lot of his offense this year is, is driving and scoring. So it wasn't um, – it was a little bit of a surprise that he didn't, but he just kind of flipped it to Cooper Watson, had a straight path, and it was just kind of a an easy lay-in. But now about two minutes earlier, uh, Watson, it was kind of the same type play – and he was met inside by about three Mark Tree guys, and they've got a really good inside game, uh, and and that shot was blocked. So it was a similar play, but there was just uh, – it was a wide-open path, and, and Cooper Watson even said, you know, he thought Johnson would take it. He didn't, and then he, he – you know, he dished him the ball, and he said it was just a wide-open, easy shot. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. There you go. All right, so County Line, 45-0. and 0, They get the 1A Boys State Championship. Greenwood, Leland, no surprise here. Greenwood rolls to the 5A Girls State Championship. We knew they were the, the best team all year long, and they proved it. Had a couple of close calls there in the state tournament that they survived, but, man, they dominated the state championship game against Bologna. Yeah, like you said, they had some close calls. You know, um, Greenwood beat Parkview 62-60. to 60. Yep. Uh, in the second round, then they had to play West Memphis. In the semis, yep, yep, yep. Which Leland. was this game. Yep. Um, Brooklyn Woolsey hit a three-pointer to start off. Maddie Cartwright scored. It's five to nothing. Then it's thirteen to two. Then it's sixteen to four. And it's sixteen to nine after the first quarter. Then it's still twenty-two sixteen about halfway through the second quarter. Greenwood ends the first half with a 12-0 run. They hit the gas. They go up 51. To, then they go up 51 to 23 after the third quarter, and they just simply yeah. cruised yeah, to the did. championship big, game. Big, big time. Win. Uh, congratulations uh, to Clay Reeves at his his ninth overall championship. Is that right, Lee? That's that's his tenth. His He's going to have to take off his shoes for the okay. next one. Okay, so that puts him and Ricky Smith both at ten. Is that right? No, uh, Ricky Smith hasn't won 10. Okay. 
maybe eight. I don't know. I've not gone back and looked, okay. but I don't know of a basketball coach that has ten state titles. At uh, two different schools at Greenland and Greenwood is where he's won his three at Greenland and then seven at Greenwood. Seven at Greenwood and no and no uh Probably no slowing down. Anna Trusty will be back next year. She was a junior. Mm-hmm. She'll be back. So Greenwood, again, will be the favorite. Um, so good for them. Farmington, they went on the redemption tour, Ricky. A little redemption, not revenge. Yep. Redemption tour. What a great game. They, they in Nashville, we knew it was going to be a great game. It was a rematch of the 2022 uh, 4A state title. This time, Farmington. But, Ricky, they did it in a way that nobody really expected. We didn't see a player coming off the bench and scoring 20-something for Farmington, did we? Now, uh, Jenna Lawrence was MVP, you know, and she scored 15 points, did a lot of great things, as did Reese Shiree, the two leaders. But the catalyst was Marin Adams. I've covered a lot of Farmington games, and I, I, I think this might have been her best game year. She comes off the bench, it was kind of going back and forth, and she comes in and hits three straight baskets, kind of get them going, kind of pulled away there, and then she all can also contributed late. And I remember uh, Jenna Lawrence going up to her and saying, you got this kid, kind of encouraging him, encouraging her. And uh, just uh, uh, as Reese Shiree said, this is redemption, not revenge. Yeah. And so they got it done after losing down a last-second shot last year. So uh, just hats off to Farmington, that, that whole community right there. Great basketball program when you count the boys as well. So uh, just congratulations, though, fine people over there. 35-1 and one for Brad Johnson's uh, group this year. They were outstanding from, from the start of the season to the end of the season. We knew that they would be. Um, last year, Jenna Lawrence, you know, she was a new player in the system. Um, you know, she said she didn't defer sometimes, but I think she probably did last year a little bit in opportunities where she, she could yeah. have stepped in there and kind of, you know, taken over games and she kind of deferred a little bit to, to Carson Dillard and, and that kind of thing. And that's what a new player would do. But I think she came back this offseason with some resolve and saying, you know, now, now, now Carson, you know, great player's gone. Now, the, now it's my time to lead this team. And uh, I think they played with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder all year, Ricky. I think I think they did. Yeah, you talk about that leadership. There was evident in the final minutes when she and 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 Reece Shiree really took well, over. And that Reece Shiree, that you know, she's a daughter right. of two coaches. Yes, great. You know, player. she's she's like a third coach on the floor, another coach on the floor. Yes, uh, she's so, so smart, so savvy. Um, you know, she sees things before they ever happen, and um, you know, just uh, you know, she's just a coach's dream. You know, she makes sure everybody is where they're supposed to be and makes sure that that, that that car stays in between the lines and it's, it goes where it's supposed to. And, man, you, you can't put a value on that. And she'll be back next and year. she'll be back next year. Yep. Uh, so, also want to mention Springdale boys came up a little bit short. Had a, had a chance. They were, they were hanging in there with Jonesboro. Yep. Um, this is a, a – a Ricky, to me, was a team uh, – this was a game of Jonesboro. They've been there. This is their third state championship. Those kids knew what it was like to play in Hot Springs. Springdale, all a bunch of young pups, Ricky. They're all sophomores. They got a, They're they all got sophomores. A if they all come back next year, if you know, they'll have Muldrew back. They'd have Seeley back. They have Cy uh, Bates back. Uh, you know, Springdale can be right back there again. You, you get that, that get that championship, you know, game under your belt a little bit. You learn from it. You're like okay. You know, we we, we got to do a little bit better here, a little bit better there, make some adjustments, tighten things up a little bit. They could, Ricky, they could be next two years they could win state championships for Springdale. They well, really and, could. 
And, and this is what, uh, in basketball, granted in football, there's probably a lot of difference between 6A and 5A, 5A to 4, but there's not a lot of difference in 6A and 5A. Jonesboro goes up, they won two in a row in 5A, they move it up to 6A, and yes, they were challenged, and they had great competition, Little Rock School, Springdale played them yep. tough. But there's not a lot of difference in basketball between 6A, 5A, maybe even 4A. Yeah, it, it's you're exactly right. I also want to mention the Bergman boys and the Lamar girls also played for championships in Class 3A. Uh, came up a little short there. What a terrific story for the Lamar girls to have reached state state championship uh, with all the adversity that they had to overcome, including the loss of a teammate in a car yeah. wreck, uh, the loss of their best player, Ricky. She's their best player, Corey, Corey Sanders, Sanders. Oh, best player. Yeah. Uh, lost her, still made it to a championship. What a great job Coach Schluterman did there at Lamar this year. And, uh, you know, hats off to them for a great season. Uh, our boy Bo Martin, uh, Henry over at Bergman, man, they just came up a little short. I know they were hurting over there, you know, after that. But what a great season they had as well. Yeah, you, you really wish that, you know, a kid like Walker Patton would get to cap his career. Yeah. With a ring, yeah. the state championship, but you know, hey, they got it to overtime. They did, and they you did. know, they they forced four more minutes, just couldn't get enough points in the extra four minutes to make it work. Yeah, well, Bo Martin, he's a great coach, one one of the best coaches around here, a better dude than he is a coach, and uh, uh, just it was a great season. Didn't end the way they had hoped it would, but it was a great season. Absolutely, and. He's got some others coming up. He does. So, hey, he does. So, you know, don't weep on him too much. He's got something in the tank, I'm sure, for next now, year. Now, Ricky, I think I saw this in Leland. I'll admit, you know, uh, I believe Brad Johnson, I think he posted this. Farmington's seventh grade girls lost one game. I think eighth grade girls either didn't lose a game or one game. Ninth grade junior high girls, I think they lost one game. They were all conference champions. Farmington, that train ain't slowing down. It is not hey. slowing down. And who I think uh, Brad texted this or something. Who's the former uh, far, uh, uh, assistant at Farmington that went and won a state championship? Was Mount it, who was it? Springs Henry Girls? Mount uh, Mount. And uh, who was it? Leland. Uh, it was Mammoth uh, Spring. Mount Vernon. He no longer. Mammoth Spring. Mammoth Spring. Mammoth Spring. Mammoth Springs. Yeah. yeah. Former so, Farmington assistant coach. Now yeah. one, one thing I noticed when I was looking at it, and, and Leland, you can help me here. Um, the state tournament seemed like champions came from all over the state. They oh, did. In, yeah. Joan, in Northeast Arkansas, Jonesville, we had Manila. Yeah. Manila went in their first state championships yep. in 62. Then we had Farmington up here, uh, a county line down there. And Greenwood, uh, Greenwood in the River Valley, yeah. And I know you had a couple down in uh, Little Rock area. Yeah. So I, I kind of like to see that. Oh, me too. All over the state. Me too. Me too. Uh, so basketball is wrapped up. State championship games were held in Hot Springs last week and uh, got that wrapped up. <laughs> Again, uh, congratulations to all the teams who made it to the championship games and the teams that won it, you know, particular, you know, congratulations there. Now, let's talk about spring sports now. We're going to kick over to spring. And Henry, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Henry is the grand poobah of baseball uh, yes. for our coverage area. Yes. Henry, what about this freshman, Jake Taylor, over at Rogers? Oh, my goodness. He's not supposed to be doing this as a – I doubt he's – he's probably just 14 or 15 years old. Yeah, we're talking 14, 15 years old. And even I brought this up to Mark Melson. I said, hey, freshmen are not supposed to do no. what he has done. In three games, he has now pitched 17.1 innings. His earned run average is a, a round number, 0. 0. 0.00. <laughs> Ricky, I'm that's not a math major. Edge. I'm not a math major, Leland. I think that's, that's pretty good. That's not, not, not. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. That means he's not surrendered a run in pretty much three games. Is this and, in conference as well? Yeah. He's done it against well, yeah, Bentonville. He did oh. it against Springdale Harbor. Wow. And now yesterday he did it against Fayetteville. Yeah. At Fayetteville. At Fayetteville. Man. Wow. Uh, so, Jake Taylor, of course, the great it's a great baseball name. If you ever watched any of the the major league movies, uh, the catcher Jake Taylor, when the you know the lady says, you know, uh, here I hear baseball players make a good salary. How much do you make? And he goes, I make the league minimum. <laughs> but so what a great name, yeah. and he's living up to that name. Yeah, the only thing we need to find out from him now: how does he handle uh, sacrifices, yes. buckets of chicken? Yes. And what does he do in the library? There you go. There <laughs> is he you the go. number one pitcher? From, He's the from number the two pitcher. Yeah. He's the number two. Yeah. Wow. This just in Ricky Rogers. They're pretty good. Oh, they always are. <laughs> They're pretty they good. They have been for 25, 30 <laughs> You know years. what, Henry? The, the, the 6A West looks to be pretty salty. Uh, Fayetteville, that was their – I mean, they, they were came in undefeated before these two games yep. with Rogers they were, this week. So, yeah. So now they've fallen twice. Yeah. You have Rogers with one loss. Here's a team you better keep your eye on is Fort Smith Northside. Yeah, I that saw that. Yeah, they're 3-1 they and one in conference. Yeah, swept Springdale Harbor, beat Harbor yesterday in eight innings on a sacrifice fly in the top of the eighth and then hung on. So, And then you get everybody else and sit there 2-2, two and 3-3. Two, three and three. It's a logjam. It's a muddled mess yeah. of there. Now, what, when jam. is spring break? When do they go on? Like next trips? week. That's next, next week. week. Yeah, they'll. Uh, I know several teams are going to Florida. Some going to Alabama. Some, you know, doing some different things. Arizona. Rogers. Rogers is staying here and playing uh, <laughs> three or four games at their beautiful complex. Why would Rogers go anywhere to play when you've got that complex to Ab- play? Absolutely. Teams should want to come up here and play in yeah. that. You know. Yeah. And, and Mark brought it to me yesterday. He said, you know. Yeah, we've been going for years to Arizona to that Coach Bob invitation. He's, you know, I want to kind of stay in my yeah, own bed. I hear you. I hear you. And he is wanting to make this a really big deal where, hey, you know, you could go to Florida for or Alabama or Arizona, but why not come to Northwest Arkansas there you go. and play on a facility that was ranked as one of the top high school facilities not just in the state, in the nation. In the nation, yeah. yes, yes, and uh, and they still should have gotten the uh, spring championship games, but that's that's a story for another day, mm-hmm. and you know whatever. Um, so that's what's going on with baseball, Leland. You also covered a doubleheader yesterday. Greenwood opens up five A West play with a sweep of Russellville. I tell you what, Leland, that the Greenwood pitching seems to be pretty good. Well, they've got two seniors, of course, Aiden Kennan. Um, he's, he is, he has not allowed an earned run yet in two starts and, uh, and an inning or so of relief. Uh, and then they, um, Grant Carnes, the sophomore. The name is the we've number, maybe heard of before. Yeah. 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 He's the number two guy and starts the second game. And one of the starters from last year, Austin Mitchell comes out of the bullpen and he finished both games yesterday, earned the save in the first one. He didn't get a save in the second one because it was six to one, but uh, so they've got three really good arms, and three arms can take you a long yeah. ways. Yeah, it can. Um, it can. Another name, Leland. I saw this in your story. Hunter Houston, Ricky, a name. You know, we obviously know from football. football. You've seen a lot of those same crossover kids. Greenwood baseball is really good. Uh, they're going to be a factor. Maybe uh, Leland looks like Van Buren, maybe a little bit down. 
uh, at least right now. Um, I, I know that he'll he'll have them. You know, he'll have them going by the time they get to the end of the season. But right now, Greenwood, at least to me, appears to probably be the team to beat in the five A West. Um, probably so because of their pitching. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Houston bats. Uh, you know, he hits in the middle of the lineup. Plays a very very good third base yeah. and some other names that that we've recognized through the years and and, in, and from other sports um you know dawson holt yesterday i think went five for seven with three rbis or with three doubles mm. so that's another one that bats in the middle of the order and you talk about north side and south side uh you know mclean moody in his two starts now has given up one earned run in 10 and two-thirds innings wow uh and they're pretty deep um you know on the mound as well they're three and one in the conference in fact their starters have given up four earned runs in 21 and two-thirds innings fantastic that is fantastic. Uh, and then south side is three and three but again they've uh you know they've they've played some tough teams you know out of the gate in right. the conference right uh i think the one yesterday um you know they lost I think by a run to Springdale. Yeah, five to four. Yeah, that one, uh, it might be one that they'd like to have back at some point. Because remember, uh, just like in basketball, we talked about six out of nine teams going. Well, that's the same situation in baseball. And that, boy, that that battle for those spots is going to be, I think, back and forth all season long. Yeah, it will be. Uh, We're going to kick it over to a little softball. Now, we talk mostly about the 6A teams. In softball because, well, Bentonville, you know, they've won multiple state championships in a row. They deserve to have all the conversation uh, that we talk about. But, Henry, let's talk some small school softball today because, Ricky, there is a girl who's pitching for Pea Ridge right now who is on one heck of a tear in the, in the, uh, in the circle. Uh, we're talking about Emory Bolin. Uh, Henry, I was watching along on Game Changer. Friday night is at home, and I knew Rogers Heritage was playing. It's having that tournament over there, and there were a lot of games going on. And I was following along on, on Game Changer. And Game Changer, Henry, I talked about this a little bit yesterday. You never know who's keeping the Game Changer. Who is keeping it? Are they, you know, they know a hit from an error, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm watching the strikeouts for the pe- for, for bowling. And it's like I'm seeing 10, 11. Okay, well, that's not uncommon. You see that a lot. And then as the game goes on, I'm seeing that strikeout count go higher and higher. So we get to the last inning, and I'm looking, Henry, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, this girl had 18 strikeouts in the game. Man, that is phenomenal. Wait a minute. <laughs> they just updated it. They're showing 21 strikeouts. And so anyway, uh, I sent the, the coach over at the P. Ridge, Josh Reynolds, a text and said, hey, Am I reading this right that you have a pitcher who struck out all 21 batters that she faced in this game? He goes, yeah, she did. I'm like, well, have you ever, have you ever seen that before? No, not, not that I – he said, no, not that I know of. And so anyway, then Henry uh, texted with him, and he, Henry texts me back, and he goes, not only, not only did she strike out all 21 batters she faced, she didn't even get a three-ball count on a batter. You don't get any more perfecter than that, do you? More perfecter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a word, but it should it, be a word. It should be it a word. It should be a word. 21 so, up, 21 down. 21 up. Not just 21 up, 21 down, 21 K, up. K, K, Take K. it back to the bench, 21 yeah. down. Wow. Okay. How would you like to be 
period center fielder. Man, you can just sit back there, yeah. have a cold She's drink. She's eating a hot dog. She's yeah. like Ricky Fires out there. I got a hot dog and a soda pop, and I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Well, And that's, that's one of those where the catcher can take a lawn chair out there. Yeah. So she's painting it. Boom, boom, boom. I boom. wonder if anybody fouled one off. I don't I don't know. But they didn't mm-hmm. put one in they didn't get one <laughs> in play. And wow. they didn't get one, certainly a hit. So dominant. Now, Ricky, she came back yesterday, played Lincoln. Lincoln, decent. Lincoln, pretty yeah. good team, right? Yeah. Uh, another perfect game. Eleven wow. strikeouts this time. Another perfect game for Emory Bowling yesterday against Lincoln. What grade is this girl? She's at? a sophomore. She's oh a sophomore. God. We need so, to check her out. So, so we got that going on. So she's a sophomore over here at Pea Ridge. Now, Henry, let's talk a little Gravit softball. Gravit, who won the Rogers Heritage Tournament, is undefeated. And, and Henry, they got some big wins already. Yeah, they win the Rogers Heritage Tournament. And it's that, well, was that a fluke? No, they turned around and beat Rogers just the other day. Yes. In a non-conference and the, game. It's a good Rogers team that had won six in a row coming into that game. Yeah, and they're always good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and oh, by the way, Gravit, Pea Ridge, they're in the same conference. There's a collision course coming. With Farmington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great, With Farmington. Great program. So, 6A West softball is great. 6A West softball is all about Bentonville, and, and they're going to not lose a conference game probably. Um but we need to keep in mind, we've got some really, really good players. And we haven't even talked about Hackett down there, which has Mackenzie Freeman, who's already thrown in her career seven perfect games. So Emory's got a little work to do to catch up to Mackenzie Freeman. Isn't Paris usually pretty good, too? And well, they have been, yes. And Jaden Wells, who, who, we, who we previewed in the uh, spring Sports. tabloid, yeah. is coming to Arkansas. Uh, but Hackett's good. Lincoln's Still a really good team, Ricky. They beat Atkins, and Atkins is a is a very good team. Lincoln has a win over them, but they ran into a buzzsaw yesterday, and sometimes you you do that. And mm-hmm. the girl from Pea Ridge, when she's on her game, she is a buzzsaw that will cut you to shreds. So, wow. wow. Yeah. By the way, what she did Friday night, 21 up, 21 down, all by strikeout, had never been done in the state of Arkansas before. There you go. There you go. Now, she now, can't. But, she can't have the state record, and here's why: the state <laughs> record is 23 strikeouts, but it was in a 10 inning game. Yes, and there was another time in the AAA record book a pitcher struck out 21, but she did it in eight innings. Then I get a note from her father, Emory Bolin's father, last year as a freshman, she had an eight inning game against Gentry where she struck out 22 batters. Wow. The only problem is she ended up as the losing pitcher. It was a 3-2 game. Uh, How long have we been playing fast-pitch softball in Arkansas? Uh, I'm going to say 20 years. Maybe a little more, Leland, maybe a little bit more. No, it's right at 20. Um, Cameron Smith, he he passed away not long ago. He's the one who was instrumental in getting Arkansas out of its antiquated slow-pitch softball for girls into the fast-pitch Oh, by the way, I struck out in softball. I'm not surprised. Slow-pitch. it's slow pitch? Yeah. Oh, Ricky. <laughs> That's oh, <my> pretty goodness. <laughs> bad. Um, so props to him. He got that kind of generated here in state in the state and got uh got them to adopt the fast pitch, which is what they should have been playing. Oklahoma, Leland still plays both, right? They play the slow pitch in the Yes, they play both. And Cameron both. Smith also was an excellent uh teacher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For he pitching. Was. He was. Um, so softball, now, 
we will talk a little six A West. Bentonville got a big win today. I mean yesterday, so they're you know they're uh, they've only got one loss that was in a a game uh, over in a game in Louisiana. They went a little road swing through Louisiana, lost a game. Kent Early says they should have won that game, by the way. But they lost that game uh, and came back and then and then whipped three teams in a row. They were a little bit ticked off after losing that game, yeah, Ricky. They I came understand. back and took it out. How they are? Yeah, on three. Uh, so they did that. So they're and they're off on a road swing uh, this week. Uh, going this weekend, going to uh, Mississippi, Alabama, in there uh, to play. Um, so the six A West, um, it's looking like Bentonville Rogers. You know they'll be in that mix as well. Bentonville West got a big win yesterday, uh, put up twenty one runs. Uh, so it's always fun, but we need to keep in mind the small schools play some great ball. Had a great game uh, yesterday. Uh, Leland down in down the River Valley, Boonville and Hackett ended up being a two to one game. Hackett won that one two to one. Um, Mackenzie Freeman won a pitcher's duel with Lexi Franklin down at Boonville, and uh, both pitchers were incredible, wow. both of them with double-digit strikeouts. Ricky, I think that game took 27 minutes to play. No, I'm yes. just kidding. It's, but it didn't go – it didn't take long. Two to one, a combined 21 strikeouts, and I think maybe a combined five, six hits between the two teams. So both both those pitchers down there, games. man, just bam, 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 hitting the mitt, bam, 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 uh, kids making plays behind them. And uh, it just happened that that Hackett, you know, got a, got a couple little hits and 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 took advantage of one Boonville error, got two runs in and got a two to one win. So great softball, and uh, we're very fortunate to see a lot of great softball around here in all classifications. I'll be forever grateful for Cameron to bring in that. He came yeah. from California and said, "Why aren't you people playing?" And I remember covering uh, slow pitch softball. 15, 14, oh, yeah. take three it's hours of brutal. play. This is brutal. much better. Brutal. This is much better. Brutal. And it just, the girls had the skills to play. Yeah. So, Ricky, let's kick it over to soccer. Soccer is uh, – they're doing a little bit of a different scheduling than baseball and softball in that in that there's this odd nine-team, you know, conference in the 6A West, but they're kind of getting into conference play a little bit, and you looks like you covered a pretty good game last night. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. I was told that uh, – they're, they're, they're not going to play. They're going to play the girl, boys first, but that's only in conference. It starts in the week of April. But they played girls first last night because it's a non-conference game. It's fluid because of nine teams. <laughs> so I would yes, it was a two to one game. Uh, Bentonville goes ahead two nothing, but man, Rogers uh, came back and they scored with about I don't know twenty minutes to go, and uh, the. The uh, goalie for Bentonville made a, a hellacious uh, save right there. Could have been two and two. Two really good teams. Uh, Bentonville two and one, uh, four one and one. That was Rogers' first loss. They're five one and one. I'm just now getting out to see some of the newer players, but there were some players I remember. Uh, Kayla Hurley, All-State player from last year. Yep. She scored the second goal to put them ahead. They were the eventual game winner. Like I said, just now getting out, just now learning new players, and looking forward to some. Uh, more great games on along the way. Girls soccer is very good in the 6A West. You mentioned Bentonville Rogers that you covered yesterday. Bentonville West defending state champions. They are very, very good. Yeah. They beat Fayetteville in the state championship match last year. Fayetteville, very, very good. This 6A West girls soccer race is going to be a dogfight all the way through. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. Uh, Henry also had a, a track meet yesterday over in Bentonville. I was hearing that going on while I was covering the Bentonville-Fayetteville softball game. I saw heard the track meet going on over there, the Tiger re, Tiger relays. How did that go yesterday? Well, it was, a, of course, a, a Bentonville sweep. Which not surprising. Not, not surprising. But, um, and I was 
just trying to do some compiling of results in here, and I'm sitting here while we're doing this, and I'm trying to clean up some so we can run them in Thursday's paper, and something has really just jumped out at me all of a sudden. Madison Galindo of okay. Bentonville, senior, yes. um, well-known in, in the track and going to go run uh, college. She's already signed, and I cannot remember who it is, but she ran the 3,200 meters last night in 10 minutes, 42.56 seconds. That's booking it. And in chilly temperatures like last night. So I went and looked. But runners like that. Yeah. Those distance runners love that chilly weather. They do. Now, in the, of course, the AAA guideline says that state records can only be set state meets. during yeah. state meets or the meet of champs. And I'm yeah. sitting here looking at this. The 6A state record is 11.04.31. I think she probably shattered that. She, so. she bettered by 18, 20-something seconds. Yeah. And this is just... In March, yeah. wait till you see what happens in May. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what. Now is the uh, and Henry her, her her name escapes me. The girl from Bentonville who was the really good cross country runner. Yeah, Haley Lowy. That's yeah, her. Yeah. She won the eight hundred last night. Okay. So and then finished fifth in the sixteen hundreds. But you know, again, there could be some injury or something like that. Or hey, she sometimes. You can see runners do real well in cross country, but they struggle when they, you put them on the rubber or asphalt yeah. or whatever that is yeah. you, that yeah. they're running on. But I'm always interested in the hundred. Who's the speedster this year in the hundred? Well, was Nick Bell in that? Yeah, he yeah. won the boys 100 in yeah. a uh, ran at 11:15, which again, it's March. Chilly. Yeah, you know, we get to April and get to May. When it, gets, we'll when it heats up a little bit, and that track gets a little softer. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, you'll see some good times. Um, so, Leland, that's uh, we've talked a little bit of track, a little bit of softball, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of soccer. What's happening down the River Valley? I know we talked a little Greenwood baseball. What else is happening down that way? Well, I almost split a doubleheader with Harrison yesterday. Uh, we talked about north side and south side. Uh, you guys remember the name? You might have heard, remember him from football. You remember Dax Goff? I remember yeah, that. Uh, the linebacker. Yeah, last, he, time, last time I checked, he was about a 2,000-yard rusher in football. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, he's already hit four home runs this season. Woo! Also, you know, it, and then Leland, and then isn't he a big the, power lifter too? Is he a big power lifter or no? Yes. In okay. fact, Boonville, if the only reason Boonville did not win the state weightlifting meet last year is because seven of their lifters were, they were at the regional baseball. That's right. Uh, yeah. Tournament that, and maybe championship game that Saturday. And they had, they only had three lifters there. Otherwise, if they go by their PRs, uh, they're probably state weightlifting champion so hopefully they'll be down there the first uh weekend of may to compete in that uh although they may be playing baseball again at could that be. time too could be and i know they had the boonville bearcat relays the other night anna woolsey i don't believe has been beaten yet in the 100 200 or 400 from wow. ozark she, from she ozark. has yeah. swept all three of those uh in every meet that she's been in so that's wow. uh that'll be something to keep an eye on and you ask uh ricky uh, ask about the uh, state's fastest 100 meters. Well, I don't think Damari Smith has been beaten in the 200 meter, the north side re receiver. Except Leland beat it, him in the 40. Well, he, he I didn't beat him, and he was in blue that's jeans. That's because I tackled Damari at about the 25. Oh, that's the Leland only way. I can yeah, see well, that. He was in blue jeans and took his shoes off. <laughs> Otherwise, I think I might have got him. There but Damari go. Smith has not lost in the 200 
this year either. So uh, lots of great stuff going on. Now we just uh, sit back and hope that the weather cooperates with well, us. That's a big hope. We, uh, I, be, I know this warmer weather, Ricky, it, it entices us. It sucks us in. We got trees and flowers blooming. We and think, then boom! Here comes Mother Nature. That goes, she'll backhand us. It's back, going to yeah, happen. Yeah, Henry. I mean, you guys know this. We had snow in May. It wasn't that long ago. We had a little it snow was, in May. It was ten years ago, yeah. and I can remember because the night before, I covered the seven A state track meet at Bentonville, and yeah. it was cold. It was cold. I remember uh, coming back in baseball about ten, twelve years ago. Alabama, ninety-two degree, ninety flew into favor. Got here. There was about 28 and two inches of snow. There you go. In April, go. late April. We, uh, Leland, I'm coaching a little eight eight year old baseball this year, and I got Dustin Helmkamp, so one of his boys on my team. And uh, I was talking <laughs> with my son, who we're coaching together, and he said, "Well, you know, we're gonna try to practice uh, Sunday, but it's gonna be like 40 degrees." I said, "Good. These boys need to learn right now. This is what spring baseball's like in Arkansas. It's gonna be cold. Yeah. Get ready for it. Get you a hoodie. Go get you one of those heat." Thermal whatever hoodies, get you a Carhartt or whatever. This, if you want to play baseball, boys, this is this is the way it is. Hey, would it's you guys cold. agree with me? Uh, we've been all been doing this a long time. I've covered games in December where it's like almost ice, but I've never been so cold trying to cover baseball in yeah. the spring. Yeah, when it start when it's just snow flurries and you see the kids up there trying to bat and they're like shivering. And you're everybody's out there under blankets and so forth. Yeah. So you never know this kind of weather. Exactly. This my year. my wife used to go to my you know the boys. My boys played high school baseball, and she carried a sleeping bag, and she would get herself fully inside that sleeping bag, <laughs> and then sit and 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 pull that thing down as yep. tight as she could, where all she had just as just eyes, just maybe her eyes to look through, and the rest of her was all sleeping bag. She she knew how to handle the the cold weather. She learned. We moved here from East Texas, where it never got you know below seventy unless it was a freak uh -huh. you know freak thing. But we got here. She she had she's the smart one in the family. Of course, I know that well, bar, that, that Ricky, bar, not way bar, low. It's low. I know way that bar's low. not very high. But she adapted and learned real quick and and learned how to do that. So uh, now we got to pass that wisdom on to to the next generation. Yes. So Leland, if you got anything else, or is that uh, I know Greenwood is going to be looking for a new boys basketball coach. Yes, uh, Coach Husband has retired, and they will be uh, looking for a new new one. I know that that they uh, could be looking within as well. There you go. Uh, Wald Waldron has a new football coach. They do. They do. That was announced this week. Uh, came from Manila, uh, oh, Kane White. So he's um, they've got that, and we'll keep an eye on all that. There you go, Ricky. You got anything? Any got words nothing. of wisdom? I know I you no, got nothing. No, no wisdom I got nothing. Henry. I just know we've talked about this weather and all that, and I mentioned somebody else. I said, I'd rather have chili than be chilly. That, that's, a, that's a very good analogy. With <laughs> beans sometimes or without, I can go either way. I can go either way on it. Either way, I'm good. But I'm like Leland, got to have a lot of meat in it. Got to have a lot of meat in that chili. So that wraps up this edition of the Prep Rally Podcast. I think we hit just about all the bases. How about that fun? Huh? How about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, all the yeah. bases. Uh, see, it, nice. took, it took Rick a second to pick up on that. We had all the bases, and we might have hit a, a home run or two with some of the things we brought to you. So, uh, to recap our top three events, Henry, of the week. We're going to bring this. going to be a regular part of our pod podcast. The top three events of the week are County Line Boys go 45-0 and 0 to complete a dream season. Fantastic. Jake Taylor at Rogers. Three straight shutouts to open conference play. And, oh, by the way, 
he's a freshman and he's not driving for probably at least another year, maybe two. So got that going on. Emory Bowling over at Pea Ridge. Perfect game, 21 up, 21 down. And, oh, for an encore, how about another perfect game? And 21 strikeouts in that perfect 21 game. 21 right? out of 10. That's, that's, they're going to change their name from the Blackhawks to the Blackjacks. Ooh, 21. Oh, How about that? Go. Huh? How about and that? And hitting them all. There you go. At the there table. you go. So for Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, Leland Barclay, I'm Chip Sousa. Thanks for listening to us. We'll be back not next week, but the week after. We're going to take spring break off. Ricky's going to go, go to the beach in Florida. They've already got the red flags out. You know, they have the purple flags, uh, Henry, for jellyfish. They put out pink flags for Ricky. Stay away from him. I'll Stay be swimming with the other manatees. There you go. Come back with us. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll see you. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.